This is a book about some of the most fascinating people who participated in the Second World War. Soldiers, sailors, airmen, civilians had vastly diverse experiences forged by fire, geography, economics, and ideology. People who killed each other were the most conspicuous, but in many ways the least interesting. Outcomes were also profoundly influenced by a host of men and women who never fired a shot. While even in Russia months could elapse between big battles, all the participants waged an unceasing secret war, a struggle for knowledge of the enemy to empower their armies, navies and air forces through espionage and code-breaking. Lieutenant General Albert Prown, the Wehrmacht's last signals chief, wrote afterwards of the latter, All aspects of this modern Cold War of the airwaves were carried on constantly even when the guns were silent. The Allies also launched guerrilla and terrorist campaigns wherever in Axis-occupied territories they had means to do so. Covert operations assumed an unprecedented importance. This book does not aspire to be a comprehensive narrative which would fill countless volumes. It is instead a study of both sides' secret war machines and some of the characters who influenced them. It is unlikely that any more game-changing revelations will be forthcoming, save possibly from Soviet archives currently locked by Vladimir Putin. The Japanese destroyed most of their intelligence files in 1945, and what survives remains inaccessible in Tokyo. But veterans provided significant post-war testimony. A decade ago I interviewed some of them myself. Most books about wartime intelligence focus on the doings of a chosen nation. I have instead attempted to explore it in a global context. Some episodes in my narrative are bound to be familiar to specialists, but a new perspective seems possible by placing them on a broad canvas. Though spies and codebreakers have generated a vast literature, readers may be as astonished by some of the tales in this book as I have been on discovering them for myself. I have written extensively about the Russians, because their doings are much less familiar to Western readers than are those of Britain's Bletchley Park, America's Arlington Hall, and Op 20G. I have omitted many legends and made no attempt to retell the most familiar tales of resistance in Western Europe, nor of the Arvers agents in Britain and America, who were swiftly imprisoned or turned for the famous double-cross system. By contrast, though the facts of Richard Sorger's and Cicero's doings have been known for many decades, their significance deserves a rethink. The achievements of some secret warriors were as breathtaking as the blunders of others. As I recount here, the British several times allowed sensitive material to be captured which could have been fatal to the ultra-secret. Meanwhile, Spy writers dwell obsessively on the treachery of Britain's Cambridge Five, but relatively few recognise what we might call the Washington and Berkeley 500, a small army of American leftists who served as informants for Soviet intelligence. The egregious Senator Joseph McCarthy stigmatised many individuals unjustly, but he was not wrong in charging that between the 1930s and 1950s, the US government and the nation's greatest institutions and corporations harbored an astonishing number of employees whose first loyalty was not to their own flag. 
True, between 1941 and 1945, the Russians were supposedly allies of Britain and the United States, but Stalin viewed this relationship with unremitting cynicism as a merely temporary association for the narrow purpose of destroying the Nazis, with nations that remained the Soviet Union's historic foes and rivals. Many books about wartime intelligence focus on what spies or codebreakers found out. The only question that matters, however, is how far secret knowledge changed outcomes. The scale of Soviet espionage dwarfed that of every other belligerent and yielded a rich technological harvest from Britain and the United States. But Stalin's paranoia crippled exploitation of his crop of other people's political and military secrets. The most distinguished American historian of wartime code-breaking told me in 2014 that after half a lifetime studying the subject, he has decided that Allied intelligence contributed almost nothing to winning the war. This seems too extreme a verdict, but my friend's remarks show how scepticism and indeed cynicism breed and multiply in the course of decades, wading in the morass of fantasy, treachery and incompetence wherein most spymasters and their servants have their being. The record suggests that official secrecy does more to protect intelligence agencies from domestic accountability for their own follies than to shield them from enemy penetration.